Hey there, my beautiful overachieving business mamas. Welcome to the Moxie Movement, where we're tearing down myths and propelling women like you to success, both in business and at home. I'm Sarah Greener, your guide on this journey, because I've walked this tightrope too. And together, we're here to help redefine what success looks like. Dive in for real talk, actionable steps, and a community that gets the hustle of juggling motherhood, wife life, and that entrepreneurial drive. It's time for a little Moxie. If you've checked out my new website, themoxymovement.com, you'll have seen on the very first page, there are some worrying statistics about women in business. And there's a number of reasons for this. One of the main reasons is that the business landscape is just not set up for women who run businesses who also want to have a, a husband, a partner, and children. And I want to have a wee chat about this because it's one of my biggest regrets from my 20s that I did not make enough change in this space. Before I had Scarlett, I was deeply involved in that business landscape. I was the chair of our local business association. I sat on a local trust board. I was involved in the Chamber of Commerce and being part of all of that. There was lots of parts of the business landscape that I was involved in that exhibit these problematic behaviours that make it hard for us to get involved. And one of the things I'm going to talk about today is that they have things at the most ridiculous times. Once I became a mother, I recognised this. We always used to have our business association meeting at 5.30pm, once a month I think it was. And it used to go for, depending on who was chairing it, somewhere between an hour and a half plus hours. Now, I don't know what your experience is as a mother, but my experience is that between 5 and 7.30, 8pm is the time at which it is the most chaotic at home. I have yet to get to an age with my daughter where 5 to 7.30pm hasn't got a lot going on in it, hasn't got bath, food, now we're into homework territory, there is just much going on. And if you have kids that are involved in anything extracurricular, you're probably still at sports practice or dance practice or some sort of musical instrument practice, there's just a lot going on at that time. And then on the flip side, if we're not having these events at, you know, after five, we're having them first thing in the morning before the work day and the school day starts. And I also don't know about you, but mornings are hectic. We've got a pretty good system here and still it requires us to move the process through and get people out the door. Making sure that people get up, get dressed, get food in them and take food with them for the day requires a little bit of management, a little bit of logistics. And that seems to be those two times of day where any of these business organisations that are there to support people in business, particularly people in small business, have their events. And when I was in my 20s, this didn't matter because it was nice to go to a meeting at 5.30, do the meeting, make all the difference, plan all the things that we're going to do, the events, set things up, put marketing campaigns in place for our region and then go for a drink afterwards. It was fun, it was a little bit social, and it was easy for us to make happen. Fast forward a few years, and I'd stepped down from being the chair of the business association, but stayed on as a member. And my girl was not very old. I was still breastfeeding, for sure. I wanna say this was in the first 
three or four months. And I gave Scarlett a feed. I handed her off to a friend for the first time leaving her like this because the lifestyle that we had, Scarlett kind of went everywhere with us. Handed her off to a friend to look after her because Johnny happened to be out on a cruise at the time. And went down to the business association meeting, which was being run by someone else, a gentleman, and as the new chair, or the new acting chair, I think, if I remember rightly. And we started the meeting and we started working through the agenda and it got to 7-ish, 7.30-ish, and I was starting to get a little uncomfortable. And I imagine my baby was probably starting to get a little bit scratchy with the people that I'd left her with because she was due for a feed. And I politely excused myself. We were getting near to the end of the meeting, but I needed to go because I needed to go and feed my child, which I did. I left and I went and gave Scarlett a feed and we went home and put her to bed and all of the things you did when you had a young baby and then probably got up three or four hours later and did the same thing all over again. And overnight I received an email that was sent to all of the members of the business association that said, if you can't stay for the whole meeting, please don't come to the meeting at all. And I was not a happy person when I received this email. And I very quickly rattled off a response back to this email to say that if I can't leave early to feed my child, I can't be part of the business association. And it was just such an example of why this stuff didn't work. I ended up stepping down from the business association at that point because at that point it just became too freaking hard. I was going to have to battle against the societal norms for what I should and shouldn't be doing. I was going to have to not conform from a business point of view and not conform from a mum point of view. And it just got too hard. I was losing any way I looked at it. When actually, had I known, while I was chair, I should have changed it so the meetings happened at a different time. We could have had a lunchtime meeting. Would it be less convenient for some people? Probably. Would it mean there was no drink after the meeting? Probably. And it would have made the entire community far more inclusive. It would mean that those people in the peak parenting times of their lives could have been more involved, whether they were male or female. If you're the primary parent, it is just about impossible for you to attend these things and get involved. It means that the depth and breadth of knowledge that you carry at that time is not inserted into the business landscape at all. The only way you can get there is if you have an incredibly supportive partner, which I did have. And I could make that happen sometimes. And that's not the truth for most women in business. We miss out on women in business having their voice at the table as much as they should. In fact, I even know business groups that are strongly female-led that are still having their events at a time where if you are the primary parent, they are still holding these events, these meetings, all happening at a time where you're in peak parenting chaos and finding someone else to pick up that slack if you're not lucky enough to have family living by is really hard. I think we have to start having a bigger conversation than just we want a seat at the table. I think we have to say we want a seat at the table when it does not negatively impact on our ability to be a parent. I want to have a seat at the table when I don't have to 
drop my child off and then scaper back to it because I need to breastfeed. I want to have it at a time where I'm not trying to get children out the door and pack lunches at 4.30 in the morning that I can go to a breakfast meeting at 7. I think we should be asking for more from the business landscape. I think we should be saying, how can we make this such that anyone can be involved? Because we all go to work and do business, most of us, between the hours of nine and three. And why not adjust these meetings, these conversations, these business networking things that happen that are really valuable for you and your business? Why don't we adjust them and have them when anyone can attend instead of just the chosen few? Because if we started doing that, you would get a seat at the table more often. You would be in rooms where opportunities were being thrown around more often instead of being excluded just because you're the primary parent. Now, the secondary conversation to that is obviously one I also want to have where I think we should co-parent, where I believe strongly about co-parenting that when I employ a female and I know that they have young children that are likely to get sick, we have a conversation about who's going to do the caring when the kids are sick. Now, this is going to be controversial, but if you have two people at home with children, it is highly likely that mum uses all of her sick leave and some to look after the child. Now, when it comes to employing women, that makes women, as a general rule, more expensive to hire. Not only because they're likely to use all their sick leave every year, because let's be honest, schools are rife with all sorts of nasty little bugs that come home. <laughs> but secondly, they're probably likely to take unpaid leave to look after the children as well. Which means that as a business, we have the extra sick leave cost and we have the extra covering of the shifts, both through the sick leave times and the unpaid leave. Now, if they're the only carer, that is completely and utterly okay. It's not okay when there's another parent at home who also has a job with another business who is not using their sick leave or taking unpaid leave to look after their children. We have an expectation in our businesses that if you're a parent, that that sick leave of looking after sick children is split evenly between the two parents. Controversial and I think it's things like that, it's shifts like that that are actually going to get us to a place where we have equity. Because if you're tossing up as someone who's employing between a man and a woman of the same age with young children, guess who's more expensive? Doesn't mean they're necessarily the better employee, the worse employee, just if you just look at the numbers. And I think we can make a difference by having those conversations and saying, hey, let's share that load evenly. And now Scarlett's a little older. We're out of that really buggy primary school age. And if you're in it, I'm sending all the sympathy because until you and your family build up an immunity, it is just a bit rough. And you either choose to do it when they're really small, when they go to early childhood or you choose to do it when they go to school and it can be rough there for a little while for you and for them because everybody gets the bugs. I am now at an age and stage or should I say Scarlett's at an age and stage where she's a little older and the mornings and the evenings are a little less chaotic 
And I can step back into that business landscape and really start to advocate for the change I wish I'd advocated for when I was younger. I wish I'd stayed sitting at the table when I was breastfeeding Scarlett and had those conversations and said, hey, the only way that you can get people like me sitting at this table is if you make this easy for me. If you make it easy for me to bring my child with me, if you make it easy for me to attend things at a time that suits me when all of the parenting stuff happens on the start and the end of the day, it's way easier for me to do it in the middle of the day. And I think it starts with, if you are someone who is responsible for setting up these events, I think you should be thinking about these things. I think it's really important that we have diversity of thought and experience and lifestyle at every single one of those tables. And at the moment, I suspect that at a lot of those tables, you are missing women who are in their late 20s, their 30s and their 40s because they cannot make it work. They cannot do what they need to do to be a great parent and show up for this stuff because it's all happening at the same time. Let's take responsibility. If we are someone who sets up those events, let's deliberately think about when we can do those events that work for parents. I think if you are someone who is running events, finding a way to provide some form of childcare really helps. Three times a year we get together and we work on our businesses and we work on ourselves and it's a huge amount of fun. And in November we're getting together to get set up for 2024 in early November because like me, lots of my clients are mums and as we get into November and then into the start of December, all the Christmas end of year stuff starts to happen at school. And so I want to make sure we've done it before then. Because if we leave it until January, there's every chance, especially here in New Zealand, because it's summer holidays in January, we won't get that work done until February. One of them said, hey, what would really help is if there was a babysitter or we had a recommendation of someone who can help us with the childcare when we come up. And I was like, ah, that's a really good thought. Let me look into that. And now we are actually providing a childcare option. Yes, it costs some money, but we are providing a childcare option that people that are coming to the event can put their kids in the childcare and come to the event. That they can spend the full days with us doing what we're gonna do on our businesses and the kids will be looked after as well. And let's be honest, they'll have way more fun with each other than they probably will with us. And we can think about that when we're setting up events and we're building things out, we can make sure that they are inclusive by doing that. If you are a member of a chamber of commerce or a business association or a regional group that is supporting businesses, I think you should ask them and hold them to account around making sure that their events are happening at a time that work for everyone. And no, I don't want to see the business after five happening and a lunch. I want you to make everyone come to the lunch. And the reason for this is I want everyone in the same room with the same opportunities. I don't want the people that are not the primary parents, mostly the men, standing around having a beer at the end of the day, talking about things and taking the opportunities while the women are all having lunch separately. I want everyone in one room together in one place. And this is my challenge to the business landscape, to the ecosystem that you and I operate in as business owners. We need to do better. We need to look at this and go, what's convenient for everyone at every stage of life? And the people that have the least capacity to shift things around, from what I can see, people with children. 
And let's start thinking about how we can make these things happen between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Does it mean there might be a few less drinksies involved? I'm okay with that. And I think you probably would be too if you got a seat at the table where the opportunities were being thrown around. And I think that's one very small thing we can start to do in this ecosystem that will start to shift those statistics because you and I will get to sit in those rooms with the opportunities with the right people at a time that's convenient. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend you find some communities, you find a place where that's what they do. I am incredibly lucky to be involved in a community that we just spent some time with in Hawaii where they actually go out of their way to make it work for people with families too, which means we did some work in the morning and then we had beach club in the afternoon with the kids and our partners and the whole family. Scarlett made new friends, Johnny made new friends, and it was inclusive of us as a family unit. And I think that that is something to absolutely aspire to because it allows all of us to shift the needles on those statistics and start flipping the script. I would love to know what you think about this conversation. I'd love to know what organizations you belong to that you can start to think about having these conversations with. And maybe you're even in a position like I was and I didn't take the opportunity to start to be that change. Are you sitting on a business association? Are you sitting on a chamber of commerce? Are you sitting on a regional business board somewhere in the world that could help start to make this change? I'd love to hear from you. Hit us up over on Instagram or Facebook and let's have a conversation about it. I'd love to support you if you're going to start to help make that change. And I'd love to have this conversation with you if you can't see how you can even get started. Let's go and be the glorious exceptions, not just on our own, but together.